Welcome everybody to our special series here with our lovely April, our accountant partner with Account Well & Co. This is going to be series number two with our accounting series and today on Mortgage Insiders Recording, we're going to be talking all about new home buying rights and special programs that are available. I know a lot of this is related to taxes, so that's why April want you to shed your light and wisdom on this. Um, I mean, I guess starting off like when you're when anyone is looking to buy their first home, just know that there are incentives and a lot of programs that are applicable and available to you, right? Whether or not you know it, um, it is definitely there. It's not widely, I feel like it's for some weird reason, it's not really um, general public knowledge. Like it's not really advertised heavily unless you actually work with a professional. So really today we want to dive into all those special rights and programs that may be applicable to you. Um, Preet, why don't you take it away? What, what kind of programs do we have on the table here for those who are first time Buyer. Absolutely. Welcome again, April, to our Mortgage Insiders edition. And today we are going to discuss, as Kim mentioned, the different incentives offered by federal and provincial governments. Uh, for this video, we will only concentrate on the federal incentives. And name, naming a few, RRSP Home Buyers Plan is one of them. And then the first time home buyers tax credit is the second one, which is the most popular one. The third one that always comes up in the discussion, especially in uh, markets like Edmonton and Calgary, is the first time home buyers incentive program, which is the most recent one, but that's the, also the most controversial one, also. <laughs> uh, so, April, starting with the ROSP home buyers plan, um, our uh, listeners and viewers would probably would like to know more about uh, would you recommend using that RRSP home buyers plan and if you could kindly share how basically they can borrow or they can use that money and uh, they can pay that money off back to the government. For sure. So in short, the first time home buyer plan is a mechanism where you can pull money out of your RSP account on a tax free basis um, and use it towards the down payment of a qualifying home. Yeah. So if you're looking to, you know, purchase a home in X amount of years and you want to have 70000 uh, you know, you're buying it with a spouse and you want to have $70,000 to put uh, down on the home, over the period leading up to when you buy it, you can contribute, each of you, uh, up to 35000 to your RSP and then withdraw that without, you know, no strings attached besides having to repay it, of course, um, and use that to purchase the home. So. You can, you know, put up quite a sizable down payment for that first home um, and all the while leading up to it, you know, contribute to our RSPs. So you're generating a tax refund in that process, which further, um, you know, grows the size of that down payment because you have those tax savings at least um, like along the way. So it's a great program. It's universal. Everyone can access it. Um, before March 2019, you could only pull about 25,000, but post March 2019, it was bumped up to 35. Um, so again, huge, you know, overhaul to the program, which was really beneficial for people buying homes recently. Makes sense. I think like one question I do have on that is, I have clients say, okay, Kim, if I want to participate in this program, what happens if I don't pay that? What is the tax consequence? Yeah, so what's nice I kind of touched on before is that it is interest-free. It's money that comes out, and then you have 15 years to repay it back, equal payments. So using that $35,000 example for an individual, um, that comes out to about $2,300 per year. 
And ideally, you pay it back, you contribute to your RSPs, and then your accountant or tax professional will just allocate that on your tax return as a repayment. So nothing fancy, um, you know, the individual has to do, just make sure you repay it back for your um, institution. But if you don't pay it back, that, uh, in the example of the 2300 gets added to your income and then taxed. So say, for example, you withdraw the RSP and you're um, like you withdraw the home buyer amount and you're in the second tax bracket. But then a couple of years later, you know, you're earning more money and now you're in the third tax bracket and that 2300 gets added to your income. You could actually be paying more tax on that than when it originally um, went in. So it is important to keep an eye on if you're not repaying it, that does get added to income. And um, if you're in the third tax bracket, that would be about, you know, $700 in tax that you would owe on that. So um, it's not something that's really light to, to just pass over. Makes sense. And yeah, that's that's a very valid point because uh, the repayment always, that's other topic that always comes up uh, when we are discussing the home buyers plan with our clients. Uh, it, you mentioned briefly about that. So when they basically repay it to their bank every year, yeah. let's say in the same example, $2,300, and the, and the receipt is generated, so they they would have to tell their accountant that this is a repayment or is it already like pre-programmed as a repayment? Yeah, so the CRA um, did a massive kind of technological overhaul in the last five years or so. Um, and a lot of that information now for tax preparers can be automatically downloaded into the software that the return is being filed on. So before, you know, I'll say back in the wild, wild west, uh, people would have to communicate that to, to their accountant. They would have to give their prior year notice of assessment that has that information and that, that uh, those schedules. But now when the tax return is prepared, it's automatically imported. Um, the information from CRA goes into the software and oftentimes it's just right in there automatically. Um, the accountant can sometimes confirm, you know, do you want to designate the repayment? 99.99% of the time the answer is yes. Um, but there's a lot more check and balance now with that uh, kind of reporting. That's, oh, that's lovely. Yeah, that's yeah. much better. So yeah, like, kudos to CRA. Yeah, kudos to CRA. No, that's awesome. So, yeah. like, if um, so, if, if when someone's paying it back, like, do they have to do that twenty three hundred? Could they do a little bit less and then more the following year, or like, how does that actually work? That's a good question. Yeah. So the schedule is dictated by CRA, um, and it's fifteen equal payments. So I've. Yeah, never seen a situation that was any different, but unfortunately, it's uh, not elective. Um, it is set uh, how much you have to repay each year. And there is a grace period of one year from the time you um, take out the, say, in the example, $35,000. Um, you start repaying back the year afterwards, and CRA will have that information on your notice of assessment that says what year you have to start repaying, uh, the amount you have to repay, the year that you know it'll be done. So all that information is tracked by CRA through either your CRA My account or on your notice of assessment. Oh, awesome, awesome. Thank you for that. So they can prepay more or they cannot prepay, prepay, prepay more. Let's say if they want to pay 4,600 this year, can they do that? No. So you technically can. Um, I wouldn't necessarily advise that because there would be other kind of 
uses of that fund that you could use because it is an interest-free loan. Um, the funds might be better earmarked for either topping into your TFSA if you have room, maybe you know, using it for something else. So even though you can, we don't quite often see people adding extra, although I'm sure the government would appreciate it. Um, you know, there's probably other uses of the more efficient uses of the funds. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with that approach. Uh, putting that money in a TFSA is a very good sound advice. Yeah. yeah. I really agree with that. Yeah. Agree, yeah. Okay, okay. So I think like, yeah, you know, so so we talked about like the first time home buyers RSP program. I think the second thing that we hear is, you know, that first time home buyers tax rebate, right? I think they get a tax credit. So I think as of today's date, we're looking at 5,000 tax credit that uh, every Canadian would get. Is that correct? Yeah, and I love this program so much because I feel like a lot of people, it's like an afterthought for them because the home buyer program with RSPs gets so much attention. It's really the superstar um, of the of you know the menu of benefits when you're buying your first home. Um, but because the first time home buyer tax credit doesn't happen when you buy it, it happens in the year of that tax return. Yeah. It's always it makes us accountants look great because we file the return and we're like, oh yeah, you also get this extra seven fifty. So we love it. It's always good news for the client, um, and it's always a little bit down the road, right? So that people kind of forget about it but the whole purpose of it is to help first-time home buyers offset the kind of acquisition costs um, of that home so like the lawyer fees inspection fees you know extra accounting fees whatever that looks like um, and you're right yeah so 5,000 uh, credits which translate to about $750 well exactly $750 um, and there are kind of rumblings that that could um, up to double uh, with the recent kind of legislative uh, rumors so that's always good Absolutely. That's awesome. And like, so one question I have is, again, this stuff comes up all the time where clients will be like, oh, my gosh, what if I forgot? Like, I, you know, I've had clients come back three years later. And they're like, hey, Kim, like, I think I forgot to tell my accountant about this um, tax credit. And again, some accountants don't even ask. Right. There's, mm -hmm. there's some, some of my clients that they'll they'll do it themselves like they they like to yeah. turn tax themselves i'm like okay well guys number one this is why you shouldn't do things on your own you'll forget things like this but if let's say somebody forgot to claim it is there a way to kind of go back and claim that in future years or or is it kind of like you snooze you lose kind of deal yeah that's a great point um because a lot of times us accountants it, that's not something that automatically because the CRA has no idea whether you bought a first home or not it's something you like a button you have to press um, but for us accountants, we'll see if you withdrew through the home buyer plan because you'll receive a tax slip called a T4 RSP, and we'll see a value in that box for home buyer withdrawal. So we'll know that there was a first time or a first home, um, like an eligible property that was purchased. So it's like a kind of a trigger for us accountants to make sure you ask, are you eligible for these tax credits as well? Um, so I can see how people would miss it if they're not working with a professional or know about it or know where to even find it on what schedule. Um, but again, with this revolution of CRA, they've made it very uh, easy to ask for those later. So mm -hmm. there's even through your CRA My Account or your accountant through their representative client portal uh, can go in and just request a change to the return and ask for those credits later. So um, luckily, it's not snooze you lose. Uh, they've made it flexible that you can always get it later. It just requires an adjustment to your return, which you can file online. Makes sense. Awesome. Yeah, this program, as you said earlier, this program, the tax credit is very less known in in any kind of uh, demographics, right? So I did a video on this one and there were so many questions that came up and I'm glad I, <laughs> I am 
uh, more, I think, now knowledgeable on this program after learning from more from you. Yeah, so uh, so moving further, um, the last one on the list today, incentive-wise, is the first-time homebuyer incentive program. So personally, for me, um, this has been a very uh, good product, I would say, from Government of Canada. It has helped a couple, like more than five or six clients for me where they were uh, becoming homeowner only because of this program. Um, what what do you would you like to say to our listeners and viewers that how would you recommend this program? And uh, there were some other questions that always come up is that it, do the clients have to pay taxes on this or any claims? So if you could elaborate, would really appreciate. It. I think yeah, what, I, 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 what we'll do first is let's explain to the viewers what it is, right? So yeah, the sure. the first yeah the first time home buyers incentive program for those of you listening who may not be aware of it, it's a program where if you are planning to buy a home in Canada, um, if you're buying like a resale home, the government will give they'll match your down payment up to 5%, right? If you're buying a resale home, um, if you're buying a new build, they can give you up to 10%. So essentially the program of this is for affordability because the government's giving you an interest-free loan that gets applied to your down payment. The long story short of it is that your mortgage becomes smaller, which becomes a little bit more affordable. So that's kind of the, the catch. Now, there is, there's no such thing as a free lunch, so you will have to pay this back eventually. And the catch to that is when you do sell your home, essentially you need to pay, if you know the market value has gone up, you would need to give them a certain percentage of that and vice versa. If it goes down, then it is capped. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I guess, April, like your thoughts on this program and, and also does it even have any type of tax implications? Is this something that, you know, do you guys face that in the accounting world? Yeah, and I will say it's funny you're coming about a free lunch because I think the first time home buyer tax credit is probably the closest thing we'll get to a free lunch from CRA. Um, it's probably the easiest kind of rebate funds handout. I, won't, I don't want to call it a handout, but um, like credit we'll get from the government. So absolutely don't forget that one. It's, it's the easiest program. Whereas on the flip side, this first time home buyer incentive. And I'm sure you guys have seen on the back end, there's a lot of little moving pieces to this. It, it, there's a lot of things to kind of consider in regards to like the eligibility. I, just from my opinion, find it it's quite targeted um, as far as the eligibility around, you know, household income, the price of the property. Um, so I don't see a ton of it. I think it's more so kind of on your guys' side, but I can confirm we probably don't see a ton of it because there's nothing from the program that gets reported on your tax returns. So okay. it really is just kind of on the side. Um, the only, you know, major time I can see us getting involved in sort of this program specifically would be around planning. If you're going to make a big improvement to the property and it's going to increase the value before you sell it and how much that could impact you know, how much of the new gain you have to hand off to the government upon the sale. Because um, that's always something to consider is how much value is, is increasing to the property over the time that you're there. Um, but yes, we don't, nothing you have to report on your tax return. Nothing is taxable, assuming it's primary residence, which is the whole purpose of the program. So hopefully that can put some of your viewers at ease with some of the questions they're kind of firing off to you guys. Totally. Because we hear that a lot, right, Preet? Like I hear from my clients like, oh, Kim, you know, like if I have a lot of gains, like do I have to yeah. pay 
taxes on this. But I believe, like I said, April, you know, you can reconfirm again too. If you're buying your primary residence, if you sell it, there is no, at this moment in time anyway. At there's this moment no in time, yeah, we know politics, right? So. Yeah, exactly. So do you think that's going to change anywhere in the future then? Like any final thoughts on that and first-time home buyer programs? What are your, yeah, what are your two cents on that? I feel like us accountants and tax lawyers like love to speculate over potential changes. Like it's kind of, you know, the way that we gossip and, you know, people have been talking for so for many years now about potential changes to the capital gain inclusion rate, whether, um, you know, because Canada is pretty lucrative. The fact we only have to pay 50% um, on our gains. So, but I just fear that changing the rules around capital gains in your primary residence would be so unsavory among everyone. So I don't know if that'll ever change. It would be very interesting if it did. But I think um, as a first-time home buyer, again, talking to your professional to know what you know incentives and rebates and programs are all out there because there are a lot. And we didn't even talk about you know the land transfer tax, which is really um, the land transfer tax rebates, which is really geared towards provincial. Um, but there's even more than this. This is just kind of the three kind of most popular ones. So yeah. talking to your tax accountant, your mortgage professional, um, to make sure you're accessing everything you're entitled to is so so important. Yeah, I would I would like to remind our listeners and viewers over here, as April just mentioned, there are so many other provincial and municipal programs also that are tied up to renovations and other stuff where for legal investments and other program incentive programs are happening. And uh, we are only talking about these three, but uh, not limiting to other other programs. And if uh, time time allows us, we will probably, Kim and myself, will probably jump into some other popular, most popular ones in future videos, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Kim, you have anything to add? No, like I just wanted to say thank you again, April. Like, um, like for all of our listeners, uh, both of our contacts, like all of our contacts will be listed um, on whatever platform you're watching on, Spotify, YouTube, um, or, or like I said, you might catch us on LinkedIn, LinkedIn or Facebook. But, uh, April's contact will be on there. So as, myself and me, as always, thank you again, and we'll catch you guys on the next one. Awesome. Thank Thanks. you, April.